welcome, welcome to, to Drug Mythology. Mythology. I am your co-host, Krista Hunziker. And I'm your co-host, Christian Madonna. So, riding off of that foothills, strain to the next part, is my favorite story, which is actually kind of what, like, inspired Drug Mythology a little bit. It's the story of Cupid and Psyche. Is this, this is the story, we, we, we told this story where... Yep. Is I was recounting it to you and how it's basically Beauty and the Beast. And we were a little bit buzzed and you're just yep. like... It's one of my favorites. It's how Cupid and Psyche is, is Beauty and the Beast. Tales all the time. Yep. My favorite love story is actually the Snow Queen, but that deserves its own episode. <laughs> I feel like I should mention since Christian is now sucking through a straw. I'm sorry. Okay, you're right. At this point in the drink, it should be... I should just drink it. Yeah, you should just drink it. We are having uh, frozen margaritas because, I don't know, why the fuck not? Because it's really cold outside. It's winter and we want it to be summer. It's frozen outside and I miss, I miss summer. I'm a summer boy. Yep. So we made some frozen margaritas for our Valentine's Day episode. All right. So let's get into Cupid and Psyche. It's a long one, but it's a really good one. It's a goodie. Okay. So this story was um, actually recorded in like the second AD by a Latin writer. So again, it's like a later story and uh, we're going to use like the Latin names of those uh, gods, of the and, gods goddesses. and goddesses. I mean, I mean, we're talking, we're talking like Ovid or one of them. No, he was someone else. I didn't write his name down, but he was inspired by Ovid. He was, he was, he was Roman. He was yeah. Latin. Yeah. Yeah. He was around like that same time. Okay. So this one starts, uh, it's like a very fairy tale is the one I'm going to recite. There's obviously different versions, but the one I'm mostly like depending on is the Bullfinch's mythology one. It, it's, it's so, very, it, it is such an origin of so many fairy tale events. Oh yeah, it just feels just... real fairy tale. And it is. It is. Okay, so like all good fairy tales start, once upon a time, there were three princesses. And the youngest was the most beautiful. Usually the case. I know, right? Third uh, time's charm. Right. The youngest, uh, Psyche, whose name was Psyche, was the most beautiful. And so the people who were worshipping Venus at the time actually thought that she was like a Venus aspect or like or, her beauty could rival yeah. Venus. Oh, they were like, oh, she's younger, prettier, and alive Venus. Yeah, they're like, Venus who? So they abandoned the temples, they abandoned everything, and they went and they went to worship this Psyche. They would like take pilgrimage just to go see this pretty girl instead of Venus, who's very jealous of this fact. Oh, yeah. Like, all goddesses, and especially Venus when it comes to other pretty girls. Yo, they're petty as fuck. Yeah. Venus is like, nah, bitch. So, <laughs> she was like, this ain't gonna fly. People are abandoning my temples. They're not worshipping me. They're worshipping this imposter. Can you believe that? Can you believe that? This slut. So, <laughs> Venus is like... <laughs> Venus, Damn, Venus. Chill. Venus has no chill when it comes to other women being prettier than her. The gods and goddesses have no chill. Right. So she went to her mama's boy, Cupid, and uh, Cupid is the son of Venus, in case you didn't know. And he, she was like, yeah. He's a Roman Eros. Yes. Yeah. Eros is his uh, Greek name. And so that's her son. She went to him for help. And she was like, make that girl fall in love with the most horrible, ugliest creature in the whole universe. Like my husband, Hephaestus. <laughs> <laughs> but not him. I don't want to be jealous of her in multiple cases. Exactly. So Cupid, whose arrows could affect both gods and men alike, which I like. You're talking talking Cupid, Eros, whose arrows... I'm I'm just I'm just saying that's yeah, amazing etymology man yeah I that's actually I never thought of it that way but that is a good point arrows it, might come from arrows if not I mean it's it's pretty close it's a pretty quinky it's a quinky ding yeah quinky ding at best all right so Cupid was like hey show me just where to shoot so Venus pointed her out and was like make it so number one and but what she wasn't counting on was the fact that Cupid was just so smitten with uh, Psyche upon first look. Da, da, da. 
da, da. I know this much is true. So he couldn't he couldn't do her wrong. So he actually goes against his mother's wishes for the first time in I don't know, probably ever. Um, <laughs> Mom boys mama's boy like Cupid? Yeah. Yeah, right. So flashback to Psyche. And Psyche never fell in love with a monster. She never fell in love at all. But the thing is, is that no man ever ever fell in love with her either. Like she was so beautiful that all the men were intimidated by that. It's like appreciating the, the striking beauty of nature or the striking beauty of a of a temple or something. It's like, this is not something to be... Um, this is not a person. This, this is an idol. This is not like an, uh, a romantic sexual love, but rather just like a, an appreciation love. Right. So they would worship her. They would like, they would fawn over her, but they would never actually love her. You are perfection, but... Here's this pedestal I put you on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So even like her sisters got hitched to kings. So they were off to a pretty good start, but she was all alone. So her dad did what any sensible father would do at the time. He went to the Oracle of Apollo. Where are you going to go? Oracle or of Apollo. Apollo. Apollo's got them oracles, man. Them sitting on them stools. Yeah, yeah. inhaling all those sweet, sweet vapors. Getting oh. high as fuck. Cotton. <laughs> So Apollo, who, mind you, Cupid had already gone and, like, snitched to and been like, yo, help me out, bro. Apollo was like, sure, no problem. He gave the king some bad advice through this oracle. Basically, he said, dress the girl up in mourning clothes and leaving her on a rock. You know, as you do. Mourning with a U. Not not like your mourning PJs. No, not like a nightgown, like black and, you know, in the veil. Unless your mourning PJs is uh, black in your veil and you got some... Oh, if you're a mortician. You got some strong mortician vibes. Oh, yes. Yeah, that's power play. So, yeah, he says, leave her on a rock uh, and then a horrible winged serpent beast would come and be her husband. You know, and, that's and, cool. And, and her dad's like, Oracle of Apollo, is that is that good? Like, can you give me another one? Like, is that another option? And she spins the wheel and she goes, patricide. And he's like, no, no, I'll take the first one. Yeah, the first yeah. one. Sorry, sorry. Never mind, never mind. Sorry I even asked. <laughs> yeah, so the king was sad to do it, but Psyche, like, kept her chin up, you know, she was like, pip, pip, and they went and uh, oh, Psyche's a strong soul. Yeah, she's a courageous, she's a courageous lady. She went to the rock and they left and she wept. But it wasn't really a rock. <laughs> it was. So, a rock lobster. <laughs> no, it was not a rock lobster. It was a rock. It was really a rock. Yeah. But the thing is, is that Zephyr, the western wind. Ah, uh, yeah, the god, the god, the west wind. Yeah, the west wind. It's not, it's not a god, but it's the west wind. The west wind came and picked her up. As opposed to Boreas, the north wind. Yeah, came and picked her up and, like, carried her down into this beautiful valley where actually, like, a huge mansion was set up. And she was like, that's weird. I guess I'm going to go towards it. Well, she I starts mean, walking. You walking. see a beautiful mansion. You're in a valley. There's nothing else around. You go to the mansion. That's how you advance the quest. That's how you advance the plot. You advance yeah. the plot. You go to the mansion. <laughs> you're going to just sit in this fucking grove and do nothing. You go to the mansion. Don't shame my RPG choices. So she went to the mansion. The reluctant hero. Yes. No, I'm just going to spend a while in the starter town. She went to the mansion and she actually heard a voice but didn't see anyone that said, this is your home now. Your husband awaits inside. And she like looked around. There was no one there. And you generally don't trust when you just hear a voice and they're like, this is your home now. Your husband's here. Yeah, but I guess she did, because she went in. But the thing is that she was greeted by, like, some unseen servants and some music, and she could never, like, see where it was all coming from. It's just kind of a whole lot of sounds and talking at once. And a bunch of, like, things serving her stuff, and they're like, oh, yes, you will have a big banquet, and don't worry, and be, uh, 
Guests be our guests. Put our service to the test. Tie your napkin on your neck, Sherry, and we'll provide the rest. Yeah, so it was very be your guest, sort of. They very much did a be our guest. <laughs> Absolutely. So that night, she went to the band. The, the bed chamber and the lights were out like it was just pitch black and she was like fumbling around for the light switches no light switches but she did hear a comforting voice who she assumed I guess was her husband I don't know and he's hey there. yeah <laughs> hey hey girl so <laughs> she how's it going <laughs> but he said pretty much he was like really sweet but he said but you cannot see me he had admired her and loved her at first sight but she could not know who he was or what he looked like because it would ruin everything and if she truly loved him then what he looked like wouldn't matter anyway. That's a good point. That's a good point. You know, there's some good good love morals in these love there's stories. There's also some creepy love morals, but this is a good one, where like, if you love someone, it doesn't matter what they look like. No, it's, it's about them. Right. So, he was so nice and gentle that she did, in fact, actually fall in love with him, if not immediately, pretty soon after. So, you know, get yourself a ghost boyfriend, because they're pretty good. They're great at pottery. They, they are, yeah. <laughs> they spent many months together. But she started to get a little bit worried about her family and who her husband actually was. Like, he never told her. Ladies, have you ever wondered, who is my husband really? Yeah, ghost boyfriend. Great lover. Who are they? Gentle, kind, and caring. Yeah. But who are they really? Yeah, what if they name something silly like Erasmus? What are you trying to say about Erasmus? It's a silly name. Darwin was... Darwin is also a silly name. So is Melvin. 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 Or Melwood. Melwood. <laughs> I'm sorry, you, you you wouldn't love Erasmus Melwood, the ghost boyfriend? That's a good question. Get back to you on that. No, don't. <laughs> so one night, her ghost boyfriend told her that her sisters planned to go to the place where she was left and cry for her. But they must not see her or else everything would be ruined. What they had here would be ruined. Your sisters are going to fuck it up. They're not great. Yeah. So I he, know you think they're great, but they're not. I know, right? So he was like, yo, don't let them see you. And she, she, like, cried and claimed that if she couldn't even see him, must she not see anyone else? Which is a great point to make, because that's abusive boyfriend as fuck. It is a good point. Maybe someone's being gaslighted here. I exactly. don't know. Exactly. This is a good point. So he finally relented to let her go, but again warned her not to be swayed by anything they say. Them bitches talk cray. Yeah, exactly. So she promised that she wouldn't. And she she meant it as much as every mortal human promises. <laughs> She did. She had every every. She had every intention. Yeah. Yeah, But. So the next day she met them and brought them back to her haunted mansion of luxury. At first the sisters were like super happy to be reunited. They know they were crying. Oh, you didn't. You're not married to terrible like chimera flying serpent man. Right. You married a king. You married a king. You married a ghost. Okay, what? Your house is better than mine. Fuck you. Exactly. So first they were super happy to be reunited, but then the two oldest sisters fell back on that jealousy that they had been harboring for her ever since she was like worshipped as a minor deity. That's some that's some that's some familial they jealousy. Like, they were like, damn, this place is nicer than our place. I'm jealous now. I'm just a queen of Thebes and uh I don't know, fucking great. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like you don't want to be the queen of Thebes ever. So <laughs> they then conspired to come back a second day. And again, husband Goy's ghost boyfriend warned her not to listen to them. They're a bad influence. He was like, hey, they're being kind of, I don't like them coming around so much. They're gonna ruin this good thing we got. Right, and again she promised, but by now she was like, dang, this ghost boy is trying to separate me from my family, which is suspicious. Maybe they're toxic for you. Exactly. And you just don't see that. So, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So she would be totally right if her sisters weren't such, like, maniacal bitches. Yeah, no, no, in this case, uh... In this uh, case, he was 
right. This guy's uh, husband, he, he's right. He's right. Yeah, he's right. So, they suck. <laughs> the next day, the sisters came back saying that they were worried about her. They'd been up all night tossing and turning, you know, because they looked in, like, the Glamour magazine. Or, you, like, should feel, you should feel so guilty. Yeah, they looked in, like, Inquirer, and they heard that her Mysterio husband was, in fact, the horrible serpent monster, who was oh, all sweet and loving now. Oh, no, horrible serpent monster son of... Apollo, uh, probably. Apollo, yeah. I think it's Apollo as well. <laughs> if it's love and music and beauty, it's who fucking else? Apollo. Fucking Apollo. Right. Who <laughs> so they're like, he's all sweet and loving now, but it's a ruse, because at any point, he could turn and devour you. And so Psyche had doubts, both about what they said, because, like, that's kind of baseless. That's kind of bitchy. Yeah, but also about... About the man that she loved that she didn't even know the name of. They're like, you don't know my man. You don't, you don't know, know your, your man. man. And she's, she's like, like ooh, ooh, you right. Ooh. <laughs> Damn. Quick reply. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So the sisters were like, listen, if you don't believe us, just look upon him for yourself to see if if he's what we say he is. And then fucking kill him. Yeah. There, there was that bit where they're like, hey, you should probably kill him if he's a serpent. And she's like, okay. So she was like, fine, I will, bitch. He doesn't feel like a serpent. Right. So that night, she waited until her invisible man fell asleep. And then she lit an oil lamp. When she held it um, aloft, she was overcome by, like, his beauty. Because he was Cupid, the god of love. He was hot. He was a hot piece of ass. So she was overcome with remorse that she'd ever doubted him. And when she did that, a little bit of the oil splashed on Cupid or on his leg or penis well, or something. Essentially, he, she dropped the knife she was going to stab him with. And she dropped the oil on him. It's like on his shoulder on an accident. or something. An accident. Yeah, she's just like trembling. It's, it's like, like a drop of oil. She's like, oh no, he's hot. Oh no, he's hot. And so, of course, this awakes him. And he's like, you've seen me. Ah, you weren't supposed to do that. And also, love cannot exist where there is no trust. He's not wrong. He's, he's that's right. A, that's a good point. That's love a, cannot exist when there is no trust. That's a really good point. And so... Yeah, he flew out of that he window. He off. Tears <laughs> sparkling like he's in an anime. Yeah. Hair streaming behind him. Feathers. <laughs> feathers flying through. Yeah, it's beautiful. God, it was... It was cinematic. It was cinematic. So he flew all the way to his mother's house because where does a mama's boy go when they're in trouble? Mother's house. <laughs> My wife upset me. Run back home to mama. Right. And at first, Venus was all like, oh, what happened? My poor baby. Oh, my poor precious child. Oh, my poor, my poor golden oh, boy. Oh, mother knows best. I'll take care of you. Right. But then when he confessed about Psyche, like everything, she just like flat dropped in like a hot potato. And she was like, you are grounded? I'm gonna teach this hussy a lesson myself. And she just like slams the door. She's gone full petty. She's gone Tom Petty. Yep. So she locks him in his room and she's like off. Um, and Psyche, meanwhile, is just beside herself with grief. She's like, oh my god, I lost the love of my life because I was stupid. What the fuck? Every Greek. Every Greek. <laughs> right. So she appealed to all the gods she could, but none of them would help her because they all feared Venus on a fucking rampage. Oh my god. Well, I mean, all, all of them. All the main goddesses, you just don't want to be on the wrong side of. Hera's like, oh, no, nah, nah, bitch. I know a woman's scored. She on a warpath. Yeah, Venus is on, like, an overbearing mother warpath. Oh, my God. Oh, Apollo, Apollo is like, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm already in some deep shit. She knows I helped Cupid, uh, help Cupid 
good about the whole getting you two together right, thing. I'm already on her bad side. I'm not going to attempt that thing. I can't risk that one. I do still want to have love in my life. Right. So finally, Psyche decided that she'd have to do this on her own. For if Cupid could not love her, at the very least, she could devote herself to show him how much she still loved him. So she goes... She goes... She... she she this goes is, to find Venus directly. This, this is this is ballsy. This is she goes to mother-in-law, which oh whoa, and so she goes and she's like, no, I'm a fine, I'm a fine head, I'm a fine the mother, I'm a fine her, and I'm a play that mahjong game to win her approval for her boy's heart. Mm-hmm. Venus found her immediately and was like, no, my son is so wounded by your horrible burn. And you're not good enough for him. He's a god. And what are you, mortal what are you, bitch? Mortal trash. Yeah, she's just trashing down to her. So Venus uh, is petty. Venus is super petty. And she already hates her because, again, she was being worshipped as Venus. And yeah, she's she, like, uh-uh, bitch. Nah, girl, I already have reason to hate you before you try to steal away my son. Right. So she's like, listen, to even be considered to be in my presence, you have to go through these tasks I'm going to give you. Look at me. I'm a, I, it's like I'm a petty Greek king. Here's some <laughs> impossible tasks. <laughs> right. Are you a hero and I'm a king who you want to steal land from? Here's some impossible tasks. You can't do it. No, go away and do these tasks. That'll kill you. Goodbye. And Hercules, Perseus, Perseus. Yeah. Perseus. The fucking list goes on. I see a Psyche. theme here. So, so the first task she gives, she like shakes a bunch of seeds together and just pours them on the ground. Oh, she takes the the tiniest seeds. Yeah, like pop it, poppy millet. and millet and fuck. Mm, that's the name Sesame. Right out of me. Sesame seeds. Yeah, fucking oh, the smallest seeds. <laughs> strawberry seeds somehow. No, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, strawberry seeds forever. Yeah, so she mixes them all together and says, separate them out by dawn. And this is like, I don't know, evening at this point. I don't know. She separated like a ton of them. There's a lot of seeds. There's like 10,000 seeds. So uh, Psyche is just beside, like despairs and she's like, I'm never going to get this. I'm she's, never going to do she's this. She's just trying. She's doing her best. She's trying her best. But, she's like but, trying to pick out like all the poppy seeds first, like trying to get the hardest ones out of the way. You know, but that that shit hard. That that task was you were built to fail. Right, but like she was insignificant life in the eyes of the gods. She got help from a small but often forgotten and insignificant creature. The, the ants. Sm- the smallest of all creatures in the, the fields. Small but significant. Mm-hmm. Mighty. Mighty in number. Yeah. The ants who took pity on her and they actually went up into the into the um, seed pile, pile just, yeah. and separated them out for her. With their small army of well-diligent workers. And they worked through the night. Mm-hmm. And they they organized, they separated those seeds. And Venus came back and was like, shit, you did it. The fuck? Yeah, I don't know how you did it, but here's another task. Bitch, you were supposed to fail. I mean, I Psyche, hate... good job. Yeah, good job, Psyche. You know, keep it up. Whatever, psych yourself out, Psyche. <laughs> sure, I hate you. I mean, oh, yeah, you're doing great. You're doing great, sweetie. <laughs> you gained a bit of weight over the night, but you know you're doing great. So, Venus. Bitch! <laughs> Phoenix, uh, Venus's, Venus's next task was for Psyche to go get some golden fleece from the killer sheep that live nearby. You know, just an argonaut ship. Listen, jury's out on if they were the flock that spawned the golden fleece. Jury's out on if it's the same sheep, but it's yeah. certainly the same flock of sheep. I suppose. Um, I don't know how many golden sheep there are. There can't be more than one herd of golden sheep. I, it's only a flock when there's a shepherd. I feel like it's a herd when there's not. When there's just wild sheep running around? Yeah, when, you know. There's a shit of sheep. 
It's a shit. It's a shitload of it's sheep. It's a shitload of sheep. That's you know, it's a gaggle of geese and a shitload of sheep. <laughs> so again, it was an impossible task. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> she was a man eater, and she's a, she, she's woman, but you know they're gonna eat her. Yeah. So she got help again from, and the stories differ. It's either like a reed along the banks, like you know the grass, or a minor river god who told her that she needed to wait until the sheep went to drink from the river. Then she could like harvest the wool from the branches nearby because they caught the sheep. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the briar... Uh, it's like, the, do you see these like branches? They're the, just covered in gold. What do you think that is? The briar brushes, you know, of the... Oh, you mean the briar, the briar rose. The briar rose patches pulled the golden sheep for wool from their bodies. You're like barely making sense in that sentence, but I got it. Okay. <laughs> so in the bullfinch's mythology, there was a third task, and I'm, it wasn't a different source, so I'm just going to say it anyway. So there was maybe a third task, and this one involved getting water from the waterfall at the start, the very start of the River Styx. Oh, yeah, it's, it's the waterfall of Styx. Mm-hmm. And so the waterfall was um, high above her and surrounded by slippery rocks. So again, Psyche could not reach it. And if she fell in, she would forget everything because it's the River Styx. Oh, she'd fall into the River Styx and go straight down to hell. Yeah, and the Styx River, though, is interesting because if you fall in, you lose all your memories. And that's like that's like hell. Yeah. That's what that's the metaphor. Yep. So an eagle appeared and offered to help her since she was so determined to do this task. And it wasn't Zeus, you know. Because, Surprising. I mean, it could have been. No, but he didn't try to sleep with her, so you know it wasn't Zeus. That's true. Maybe it's because he knew she was bespoken for. So Zeus. Uh, like that ever stopped Zeus? No. That's <laughs> true. But when it's a god, it's like kind of different. Uh, <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> yeah. So the eagle. Jupiter. Sorry, we we're Roman. Sorry. Yeah. So the eagle, who was not Jupiter, um, took the flask for her and filled it with the water brought it back so finally venus says fuck it here's the final task and it's the fucking hardest of all so she gives psyche a box and in the box is another box and the box is another box no it's just a box and she says go to hell pretty much go get some of the queen of the dead perserpina who we mentioned last time is uh persephone perserpina's beauty essence Uh, because because i'm venus and i need more beauty yeah the thing is is that like venus tries to like justify it with like because venus Venus needs it, and it's like, and it's totally for reasons, not because she's at all jealous of Proserpina's beauty and wants to like take that slowly from her bit by bit. Goddess of of beauty and love, Venus is like, oh yeah, I need some of Proserpina, daughter of goddess of the harvests. Yeah, Demeter. You know, Demeter's beauty and love. Right. Essence. And the reason Venus gives for not getting her herself, because I don't know, she's got like self-justify. I don't know. But she's I like she God shit to do. <laughs> pretty much. She's like, because she's taking care of Cupid, who is recovering from his super serious wound that Psyche caused, which then, is all Psyche's fault. They're never gonna heal. He got some hot wax on him and he's a beautiful baby. He got boy. like he got like a drop of hot wax on his leg, and he's just down for the count for months at this point. Right? So Venus is just like super like guilting her too. Like it's all your fault, you know? It's one of those like toxic mother relationships. You know. You know. You know. So Psyche again gets help from either like a tower or her secret unseen friend who is the whispering voice in her head um who whispers that she must bring one coins she's like doing the little like Wes Anderson like inventory the list yeah the list bag of coins for the ferryman Charon yeah three barley cakes three barley cakes for Cerberus who fucking loves barley cakes for some reason I've never had barley cakes little known fact it's not like bread barley's a grain yeah I think it's like a bread that's made with barley instead of like wheat what's that bread that tastes like beer 
Probably. I could be in with that. I feel like barley cakes are pretty common in, like, Ireland and places that uses a lot of barley. I do want to try those. Yeah. So we'll make some barley cakes for Cerberus. Yeah. Because, yeah, I guess Cerberus really likes barley cakes. Don't feed barley cakes to your dogs. I don't know if it's healthy. Unless so, they have three heads and they're they... guardians of the underworld. Right. In which case, they love it. <laughs> right. Um, so she does this. She does the coins for Charon and the barley cake for Cerberus. She, and... she ain't the musician Orpheus is. No, but she's just a really nice, hardworking girl. She's great. Yeah. So she does this, and when she meets Proserpina, who Proserpina, like, takes pity on her, and is also like, man, fuck that bitch Venus. Like, she's the worst. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I mean... All goddesses hate each other. All goddesses are petty. Yeah. You think Venus ever done shit for Hera? No, they're all or, petty. Or Proserpina. Serpina? Never. Never! Uh, I'm sorry, or Juno? Yeah, fuck that. Fuck that. Um, so here's some of my beauty essence. Old lady could use it too. And then they laugh and Psyche asks her for 20 bucks for gas to get home. She's like, I, I still got to get back up to the land of living. I need some help. Can I look back? Yeah, you're fine. Here you go. Yeah, all right. <laughs> so once Psyche gets back to the surface, she gets curious, wondering, well, what does the goddess of beauty's essence even look like? Oh, what is the god of the, a god of goddess of the underworld? Her beauty, beauty essence. Look like. Right? What is it? Is it like... It's black know. mascara. It's a moth? A moth wing, maybe? Or a, a toad or something? It's eyeliner. Yeah. It's a, it's a nice uh, contour palette. <laughs> like, <laughs> so she wonders what it looks like, and maybe if she could even borrow some of that beauty. Because, like, it's been several months, right? Like, keep that in mind, y'all. It's been several months, so her own, like, beauty has taken a bit of a fall at this point. It's done a bit of waiting in the fact that she is now becoming, like, a hero of ancient Greece doing impossible tasks. Right. And she's just a girl. Like, she's not a demigod. You know, she's, she's just trying her best. She's just a really beautiful girl who's just strong inside and out. Mm -hmm. So upon opening the box, it's like, kind of like a Pandora's box thing, you know? You know? Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he went to Proserpina, not to Jared. Mm -hmm. It's not great in there. Nope. So upon opening the box, she falls into an immediate deep slumber of which she cannot be woken up. Because Proserpina was like, I will put that bitch Venus to sleep. Yeah, no, that's the question I had was like, was this meant for Venus? <laughs> like, no, bitch, you ain't getting none of my, none of my pretty. You got plenty to spare. Oh my God. Proserpina was just like, you want beauty? How about a nice beauty? Beauty sleep! Oh! <laughs> Entirely what happened. Yes. So, little scorecard comes up. Meanwhile, Cupid is like, wow, I've been trapped in this room for like months. Also, I'm a grown-ass man. I shouldn't really be listening to my mother when it comes to my own happiness. <laughs> so, with this, like... Play it again for the men in the back. Right. So, with this, like, self-realization going on, he tries the doors, but that bitch locked him in here. So... <laughs> <laughs> mother, you have locked the doors! You have locked the doors! W watch my boy. Oh, I'm sorry, mother knows best. Right. <laughs> You'll forgive me one of these days. <laughs> You're too good for... Her. When no that one, mortal woman is dead. No one's good enough for you except me. Right. So, <laughs> thankfully, Venus didn't think to lock the windows. So, oh, shit. So Cupid, with his fucking, like, wings, is just like, I'm out of here. True love conquers all. Right, so he just flies out the window, and he's like, ha-ha, that'll show her. Anyway, he finds Psyche, because he's guilty about overreacting about the whole, like, oh, you were totally, like, 
justified and wanting to know what I look like. It was a silly request of me. So he sees her pass out in the ground and he's like, all right, this ends now. Like no more, no more beating around the bush here. No more, mother. It's, it's over. I decide who I love, mother. Right. So he's like, Venus is never going to interfere again. So what does he do? Does he go to mother? No. No, man, he's scared of the helicopter parrot. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> fuck no, he doesn't go to her. He's no. scared of her. He goes and above her. <laughs> every, everyone is understandably scared of her. Like, right. Nah, dog. Nah, dog. She's overbearing Greek mother. She's scary. You don't want them. None of that. So he goes to Jupiter, right? So he goes above her. He goes to the main head honcho, Jupiter, who, for, for Jupiter's part totally understands defending mortal lovers from the fury of jealous goddesses. Oh, yeah. He, he, <laughs> it's like, so, this so, is Jupiter's M.O. <laughs> so, so, so you're telling me, tell me something, you, you want to love a mortal woman and there's this angry goddess who's not not about that. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, then they're ben, done that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh. Ben there tapped that, son. My boy, my boy, I, I got, Ju- Jupiter's got your back there. Right. <laughs> Wait, we all been there. <laughs> right. So he gives uh, he gives Cupid some ambrosia, which is the nectar of the gods. It's uh, it's the god juice. You drink it. It's a great Capri Sun. You become a god. Yeah. <laughs> drink the Kool-Aid, become a god. So Cupid brings the ambrosia salad to Psyche. And in a touching moment, he actually makes, he actually gives it to her to make her immortal and dispel the sleeping sickness. Very like Sleeping Beauty aspect. Oh, or like it, Belle, saving the beast. Oh, you know? it's, it's beautiful. It's like, it's, I love you. Here you go. It's just love stuff. So they lament and they apologize and Cupid proclaims Psyche his wife in the eyes of the gods. Like, hey, I am Cupid. I'm married to Psyche. Psyche is a goddess and Mm. she is my wife and I am her husband. And And I love her. And I love, and I love her and there's nothing, looks around, there's nothing Venus could do about it. And Venus like appears and she's like, oh, snaps. Because Venus cannot interfere anymore because Psyche again is a minor goddess now. And also since Psyche is kind of like removed from the mortal plane, people won't worship Psyche anymore and will instead return to Venus's temples. So it's like a win-win for Venus at that point. It's kind of a, a lose-win. It's like, well, I, well, get, I lost I, my boy, I lost, but I gained my followers. Yeah. My Insta account went back up. And if you're if you're a goddess, it's like it's about them follower counts. Right. So Cupid, which means love, and Psyche, which means soul, are then forever united in love, which is super cute, that love and soul, soul soulmate, basically. It's soulmate. It's soulmates. Yep. For all eternity. And, and it's a happy ending. It's beautiful. It's cute. It's sweet. Happy, happy Valentine's Day. Happy ha- Valentine's Day, listeners. Happy love, y'all. Happy Galentine's Day. Happy anti-Valentine's Day. Happy self-love day, y'all. Happy, happy love. Even if you just, even if you just got to take, take today and love yourself. Yeah, like, do a little self-care day. You know, happy love. Love is happy. Yeah. There's, there's too much hate in the world to be mad at everybody. Even if you're feeling like you got no love, you got love from, you got your love to give. Yeah. And we love you, listeners. Thank shit. you for continuing to support our podcast. Oh, shit. If you made it to this point in the episode, I, we, we love you. Like, shit, man. Thanks. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. And we will post up new episodes. Um, we got more you. new episodes coming your way. Like, thank yeah. You. Thank you guys for interacting with our episodes previously. Uh, catch us on social media. You know the drill. Keep spreading the word. Spread Tell, the word. Spread s- the love. Spread the love. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.